0: Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of my podcast. For this episode, it's a very special one for me because it is the first episode that my son decided to offer some of his very unique and poignant 16-year-old wisdom to the topic of gun control. He and I were driving to see a movie about two weeks ago, and it was the day after the march that happened in D.C. in response to the shootings that have been happening across the country in schools. And I decided to probe him with some questions just to get some insight on what it is that he thought about what was going on. And in his true form, he gave me a lot to think about. My son is a brilliant, creative humorous genius human being who I am quite certain is wise beyond his years so I'm just going to give you guys a little taste of a conversation that we had last week about nerfing the gun laws so take a moment get comfortable take some long deep cleansing breaths and get yourself ready to listen to another conversation. you made a good point when you said that essentially it's creating like a slippery slope
1: yeah if basically, they yeah. if they
0: open if they if they open up the constitution, like if we visualize the constitution the, the original document,
1: not the adding of not the amendment. Uh, women allowed to vote not of the original the original document yeah the original okay. constitution so you so if we imagine so I
0: like to use like a visual if you imagine the constitution, the original is encased in glass uh-huh. okay. Now, if we tap on just one corner of it and say, well, let me just change just this part. We tap on a corner of it, then what happens? The glass spreads, it shatters, and then the whole thing is exposed. So now the integrity, so to speak, of the original document has been compromised. Yeah. So I agree, in a sense, with what you're saying that we shouldn't go back and change the original document. But the original document only had, don't quote me, what, 13? 13,
1: I'm pretty sure.
0: Yeah. amendments and then they went back and added the uh anti-slavery amendments yeah they added the women's right to vote then they added the black people's right to vote then they i think that's the last thing i don't remember what else don't quote me on that not you're There's better more, on this I just don't but do you think that the right to bear arms itself should be eliminated or modified or do you think that we should focus
1: on? If you change one of the original rules they will change all of them. Once you open up that quote unquote floodgate, once it's open it's open because it's like you give the government an inch, they want a mile so you give them this inch of like okay, change this one bare bear arms rule because times have changed but they're like, well you know what, times have changed and a lot of other things so why don't we change all of these other laws and then it's you fall down it's over so so like, what if yes it's bad but i mean like what what do you want what do you okay so let's say they do change it and then they change all these other laws now what now look 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 where you put us now yeah the slippery slope that's a good that's a, that's a like reasonable. yes lives people's human lives matter mm-hmm. but the risk of them changing the freedom of speech law to make it so you can't say anything, mm-hmm. to make it just basically a communist. Like, do you want to risk? Like, you know, Donald Trump is cool with the communists now. Like, do you want to risk that? Do you want to risk him just being like, oh, well, we changed this one. Let's just change all of them.
0: Well, and like, I Is think... it worth the
1: risk? Right. Yes, people died. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people died in slavery, too. And we added rules. Now you want them to change, take rules away? Mm. It's like... Well, that's or take not just rules, but take freedoms away. I think, or take rights away. And I think
0: that that's a good argument. And I think that is the argument of the take your, you know, the the rightist, so to speak, is like you know, like Charlton Heston's you know quote of like, oh, you know, from my cold dead hand, like you will not take away my gun. And that's the position of the say we'll call them like pro gun people. Is they're like you're not going to take my guns away. My thing, my position is yes I want to I want the right to carry I'm actually considering getting a license so that I can have the right to carry because it's wild sometimes I'm a woman I'm single, maybe somebody might try to whatever violate my you know comfort zone, not to say that I think I would ever like carry a gun with me everywhere, but when I have a home, I might want to have a gun in my home to protect my home. I do feel like we have the right to do that. What I would like to see is not an amending of the Constitution, so to speak, but a modification. Because like, for instance, once upon a time, I think, don't quote me, the voting age was like 21, then it got lower to 18. So if something like that hadn't changed, then that would eliminate an entire segment of the population who's not allowed to vote. So that was a good thing. So I'm saying Man, for the gotta- gun law, instead of saying the right to bear arms for any and everybody, say maybe only people 21 and over if they pass a background check then go ahead and give them a fucking well, gun I mean,
1: let's think about how if we are going back to originally how it was they were it was a bunch of white guys in the room they said all men we know what we mean are created equal mm-hmm. so they already are you're already nud- that's what i'm saying Just take your chips and leave they've already nudged it they're like okay women you guys can speak whenever you want okay women can speak okay Black people can speak, okay? You guys can vote. Here you go. Take these things. But if we want to carry our guns, we get to... I'm just saying from a white person's perspective, if we want to carry our guns, we get to carry our guns because we've let you guys do all the other stuff, so let us keep our guns. And it's like, it sucks, but it's how it is. So do you think that there should be any
0: restriction or limitation on the access To acquire the weapons, because obviously, okay, so we know there's two ways to get guns. There's a legal way and there's an illegal way.
1: Right now, the right person. (laughs)
0: Yeah, right, right. We know that, okay, just like with anything else. But right now, the legal way is very loose. It's kind of like like I actually last year went with somebody to get a gun. And they, you know, filled out this little application, went into a gun, a hunting store, quote unquote went there, filled out a little application, took a little like 20 question test, which basically says, are you gonna be a terrorist? And you basically say, no. They turn in a little quiz, they get a little boo, happy face, you pass the test. And then they pick out their gun. Then they come back seven days later and they leave with a fucking weapon and ammunition. No like formal like fingerprinting, electronic background check. You have to get a background check to work in a fucking Amazon warehouse you have to get fingerprinted to be able to work in a school. You don't have to do either of those things to be able to carry, to be able to purchase, legally purchase a weapon, a semi-automatic weapon in certain states. That just seems bizarre and totally wrong in my opinion. Why is it easier to legally get a gun than it is to be a teacher? Why is that easier?
1: Teachers are paid by the state. Okay, I mean, it's kind of a state job. Like, but I'm okay. So aside, like education teachers, aside, we, we do need, need teachers. Guns. We don't need guns. So, well,
0: the thing is, what do you, right? So my thing is, I'm not saying to take away the ability to have access to guns. I'm just saying that maybe we tweak it a little bit. That says, okay, for instance, I'm gonna give you something that you can totally relate to. The cannabis laws in California. The cannabis laws in California say you have to be 21. To be able to acquire cannabis and it says you can only acquire a certain amount of it and it says you can only Gay. cultivate and grow Why? a certain amount of it and cannabis is actually a healing herb that helps people it's on the
1: earth for you and me
0: it's on the earth for you and me exactly but there are in some cases stricter laws and stricter penalties if those laws are broken on cannabis than there is on guns
1: what's the sense of that? Because Richard Nixon said that Bill Clinton and Ronald Reagan said drugs make people crazy and lead to violence, while guns lead to violence. I don't know. Mm. Because white people had guns before black people did. If white people smoked weed more often, then we wouldn't. Then weed laws would be a lot nicer Mm. than they are.
0: Do you think that the cannabis laws will ever be like the tobacco laws or alcohol laws are?
1: You don't if, think If white be that people free? start smoking weed? Then yeah. Well,
0: okay. So maybe let's not. I mean, Well no, you guys think about weed.
1: okay. So the gun laws, right? <laughs> okay. During the Revolutionary War, during when these laws were actually made, mm-hmm. it was because white people needed to carry guns, so the British wouldn't arrest them for carrying guns. So they made this law. that okay. I said we're allowed to carry them. There were no black people or Mexicans or any other minorities carrying guns. It was just white people. Okay. If the same... If weed was as popular then as it is now with white people, if it was in America then, like it is now, mm-hmm. then yes, the weed law would be a lot nicer. But it wasn't like that then, so it's not going to be like that. You had to take it... Everything that... Uh, most of the laws are based off how white people felt comfortable then and what they wanted. And they've mm-hmm. adjusted it.
0: Well, to, white men. You made a good yeah. point about that earlier, that how white men, the quote-unquote founding fathers, um you know, of this country, were like... That's like if you and your crew, the backpackers, are like, we're about to make some laws. Yeah. We're about to establish a country, and we're about to make some laws. So we're going to do... Things that we like. Things that we like. And whatever we like is what we're going to do. And if anybody doesn't like to do what we like, then then they're breaking the law. Yeah. Yeah. So that's essentially how the, the country, so to speak, was established. So you make a good point. So do you think, though, that because the white men who established this country are long dead and gone that we as a more diverse nation have the right to be able to modify those founding rules as you call them or those founding laws or do you think we should just leave leave well enough alone because Mm -hmm. if we didn't change any of the laws then we wouldn't be the diverse nation that we are today and I
1: understand that okay Okay, we're still, we are a diverse nation, but like you were saying with jobs, mm-hmm. if I want to go work at Amazon, and if Jason Harrison from Belmont Shore wants to go work at Amazon, he mm-hmm. could show up without a thumbprint, and they'll be like, oh, it's cool, it's Jason, if I show up without a thumbprint, I get fired, like, it's okay, yes, it's diverse, but still, we're still, it's not equal, yeah, oh no,
0: I did notice I didn't say equal, so, Diverse, yes. Equal? Fuck no. Not even close. So like, yeah. There's no gender equality. There's no racial equality. There's no class equality. That's why I'm just like, take your chips and leave.
1: Take your like, chips don't. and leave. Like It's kind of like, like going back to slavery. It's like, okay, if you dropped eggs on the floor and the master didn't whip you and he just yelled at you, you better just be like, thank you, and just leave. Don't ask him like, oh, why didn't you do anything? Oh, maybe... You should give me more if I drop an egg, maybe if you guys weren't on my back so much, nope, just just leave. Just take your chips and leave, because you don't wanna say the wrong you don't wanna say the wrong thing and then they take it too far. You just wanna just like like with me for example with me, if I did if I like was late for class or something and they called and they called you and you were like, So you're away for class, I'd be like, Yeah, but like, can I go with my friend? You were like, sure. I'm not gonna be like, What about me being late for class? No. I'm just gonna take my chips and go. I'm not gonna like, if they let little things slide, mm-hmm. like, black people can vote, you guys can do this, let those slide, don't push. Yes, there are things, because I come back home and you be like, Seth, you do the dishes for the next week. Mm-hmm. i could be like, why? You let me go with my friends, why to do the dishes? Because you were late. But what? No, because then it's going to be harder. I'm going to get more to do, so I'd just rather take my chips and go. I got to do the dishes, looks like I'm doing the dishes now. Man, it sucks. I wish... I didn't have to do the dishes. I wish there were stricter laws against me doing the dishes. But I'm, I gotta do them. Cause.
0: Okay, so with that though, do you think that with that mentality of take my chips and leave, what I hear is keep my head down, don't rock the boat. Yep,
1: exactly. But
0: if we all thought that way, like we, particular, like we as black people, we as me, a woman, if we all thought, you know what, A, at least you got a place to sleep, you they didn't whoop your ass today, da 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 just keep your head down, then nothing would have changed. All those modifications that benefit us now, none of those things would have happened if people if everybody thought that way. If everybody thought, you know what? I mean, slavery's not too bad. At least, like, I mean, I technically do have a place to live. Technically, I do eat every day. Technically, I mean, I do have a job, so I'm not going to get too bored. Granted, they took my children away and my whole family, and I do have to be...
1: See, but we weren't the people that really changed slavery. We white were not the people the who changed it. White changed it. Change slavery. Like, if, like, I was just watching Django the other day, and I noticed something. The dentist, when he frees, like, Django's fellow slaves, like, you can go to a more enlightened part of the country, which is that way. Or you can go to a town and go back to being slaves, and I was like, "Oh, yeah, I forgot white people didn't agree with slavery that's really why it ended. Yeah, they got annoyed with black people like revolting and leaving, but when white people don't like it, it'll change. so yeah, if enough, old white people don't agree with slavery, I mean don't agree with gun rules, then yeah, it'll change. But with the young millennials with their head shaved and looking like us." The new creative generation X they don't care what we think, and even when they die, their sons don't care what we think it's gonna take that's why Justin was telling me something which I thought he got from Fight club. He was like, we need to make like a private militia of, like everyone like everyone in politics, like we need to have everyone under us like so this guy needs to be governor of governor of this state, and blah blah blah, <laughs> so we can all make decisions i'm like we they'll never let us do that justin they'll never let black people be in power of every single he's like not just black people. I'm like, still, if a bunch of people had a bunch of creative ideas to make things better, they'd be like, No, we can't let this happen. He'd be like, why? I'm like, that's just the way it is. Well
0: think about the way this country was founded. This fun this country was founded by people who what? Left their country, came here and made their own. So they didn't no one like handed them an invitation and said, Oh my God, will you guys please come to North America and you know eliminate all the tribes of the native people who were living here and like create a new <coughs> nation they did it by force so what do you think about like what you just described like a sub government so to speak that takes over by force do you think that's something that needs to happen
1: I mean, I mean like kind of but like back then the when we the reason why the whole revolutionary war thing happened is because the people that came here were broke and Britain was like, hey, give us some money. We gave you money to come here. Where's our money at? The Americans were like, we don't want to give you any money. And they were like, what? Okay, so if you guys want to play games, we're going to send a bunch of army down there and make sure you guys give us our taxes, give us our money. Americans didn't like that, so they fought back. And then over time, they started to spread everywhere. So, I mean, it's the same, but it's different. These are white people versus white people. No one really loses in white people versus white people. If... The, if black people came to America before the uh, UK did, oh man it would have been a wrap, there would be no black people that would have been a wrap, they would have got rid of all of us they would have been like, oh nah, y'all can't come here cause what happened is, black people wouldn't have gone and killed a bunch of Native Americans, they would be like oh, word? what's up, right what's up, you guys look like us what's what's pap- What's happening, oh, can we live here too cool, okay, well I don't know what they're doing now in Mexico cutting people's heads off, we won't go down there we can just stay in this area
0: So is there any part of you that thinks, and this is my opinion, is that I think that because some of the laws have changed and because our culture has changed and because of the racial mixing, so to speak, that's happened, that those, quote-unquote, pure white people, those pure white men who founded this nation, their bloodlines are starting to become blurred. Like, think about what's happening in the UK. Like, um, Prince was name, Harry, oh, yeah, is about to marry a black woman. Like, yeah, she black. That's changing their whole vibe. So I feel they're like not very happy about that. they're not very happy about it, but it's going to change their legacy forever.
1: Well, I mean, they were over slavery like once the Revolutionary War ended. They were kind of like, slavery is stupid. So. They
0: were, but I'm saying like, so in this nation, bringing it, bringing it back to the gun issue, do you think that it's possible for your generation, what do you guys call it, the millennial creative generation gen x, x. I was we were gen x i
1: was watching Grownish yesterday she said we're, gener- oh, we're generation z. z
0: yeah i was like weird because i was Gen X. so i think that do you think that it's possible for your generation generation z mm-hmm. to be the generation that turns everything on its on its head because of the way you guys think the way you operate the world that you were born into is vastly different than the world that i was born into
1: just where the, the creatives man we're the creatives. We're like the Renaissance Age. Like they didn't. The Renaissance Age didn't really change much in politics. They were just really creative.
0: So the Renaissance Age didn't change politics, but it did change the culture.
1: Yeah, we're the culture. We're the culture changers. That's us. Maybe after us, yeah. Because everything we try to do are the next generation. We're like, well, we're actually gonna do it. But, yeah, we're the culture changers. So you guys are, like... It's a culture to be hashtag something. That's a culture. If you're a hashtag, change anti-gun laws. If you're a hashtag, that's a culture. That's just another wave. That's why, with me, I'm like, yeah, the marches are cool. Yes, it's something to follow. But way back in the Martin Luther King age, people were just like, oh, yeah, let's go march. Because I want to get some followers. Like, because hashtag... Yeah, I was having...
0: Actually, I was having an issue... Low key with the fact that they're referring to them as marches instead of protests. This is not like, did you, one of the guys got up there and he was like, this is not a parade. Like, there's no floats. There's no waving there and no one's throwing any beads. This is a protest. It's a peaceful protest, but it's a protest. But I even think that from a media perspective that they, they, they advertise it. They nurse it. They, yeah, they advertise it as they nerf it. Exactly. They advertise nerfing about a gun protest. Now that's some shit. Boom. Uh, boom. That's what you call it. That's
1: Nerf the guns. That's what you call this podcast. Nerfing the guns Nerfing protests. the guns.
0: So they nerf... Like,
1: Whoa, it's woke.
0: So they nerf it, thank you for that, by saying, it's a march. It's a march. And I'm like, this is my, this is a protest.
1: You know what's crazy is that I was listening to Malcolm X the other day and he was talking about how the whole march on Washington was all, like, white people. They were like, why weren't you a part of it? He was like, here's what happened. I was marching. I was setting a wave of, we're not taking anything from y'all. We're going to do our thing. If y'all have a problem, then it's an issue. We'll resolve that issue. What happened is the white people got all of these black leaders together and said, we need to make the civil rights activist group. And you black guy will be president. Me white guy will be vice president. Malcolm X looked at the camera like, like what? Why would a white guy be the vice president of the civil rights movement? Why what does he have to do with it? They who's like who do you think paid for all those mics? Who do you think paid for the police to make sure nothing bad happened? That was all white people. That's why I wasn't there. That's why I didn't have anything to do with it. So yeah,
0: well, that's kind of the same thing about the march yesterday. It, if, like,
1: people say it's ours. If the people against it say this is ours, like, oh, yeah, we know about it, it makes it, it kind of nerfs it. It's like, oh, yeah, so we're letting you do this. Right. You're welcome. Enjoy well, that's, it. Yeah. I'm letting you go out tonight. You're still going to have to do the dishes, but, yeah, enjoy it. Right. So, it's like,
0: so that's the take your tips and why, thing.
1: Like, I love Zendaya. I love your Shardy. But if they talk to me about it, I'd be like, if I have my opinion, I'll make a song about it. People will hear what I have to say on the song. Mm. That's the best way to get my opinion out. Yes, marching and actually going and taking a... What's taking a stand? Mm. Holding a sign? That's going to... Yes, okay, you're holding a sign. If I make a song that everyone listens to and it's on every radio station, that's a stand. Because mm-hmm. when you are an old white man, you turn on the radio and you hear it, it's there. Mm-hmm. When you see a sign, it's like, you know me signs There were? You don't read every single sign. They probably don't even care. But if their daughter or someone in the White House likes that song, that's right, if people all over the country listen to that song, it's different, so, yeah, it's like, it's just a wave, From I feel like everyone wants to follow a hashtag, like, yeah, it's an actual thing that's going on, but if, if next week people, I feel like there was just, there was just a black rights, <coughs> we had a black rights march, we had a women's march, we have a guns march, There'll be six months from now, there'll be another march.
0: There was was a march a couple weeks ago. So that well, and they're calling it marches. I'd call them protests still. We have to wrap soon. But I, I agree with everything that you just said. I think that the good thing, because you know me trying to find the silver lining. I think the good thing is that I like the fact that teenagers are like, you know what? Let me step away from whatever else it is that I was doing And let me at least do my part. And for some people, the only thing that they're capable of is showing up to a protest, is showing up to a march with a sign. And sometimes that's also the only way that they're actually, like, starting to wake up. Like, oh, oh, bad things are happening. Oh, bad things are happening to white people. Because truthfully, like you said, like the kid said yesterday... All the schools that they name in the march as the official schools that they're you know acknowledging, they're all schools full of white people, where white people were killing other white people. And that's the reason there's a march. The Black Lives Matter protests is what they were calling them all over the country after Ferguson, in Baltimore, in L.A. Those were protests after Trayvon. Everybody, those were protests. They didn't call them marches. There was no four-hour coverage and live links on YouTube to be able to watch it for hours and hours because it was black people getting killed by white people, and they were like, "We've been doing this for years, so we don't need to have a show about it or a march about it."
1: Exactly, but that's exactly that's exactly we've been doing this for years. No, it's not news.
0: But white people
1: killing white kids. It's news. It's like, no, what do you guys... No, James, don't shoot Dylan. You can't do that. Come on. You guys' You guys, dad, go to the Chunchy Club together. You guys can't do that. So it's like, yeah, it sucks. But you know what? I'm just going to make some songs and tell some jokes. And I'm going to keep doing that. I like it. Making your
0: mark. Well, thank you, sir. Thank you for taking the time, Mr. Seth, the kid... Alexander Harrison, I appreciate you for being a part of this podcast with me. I love your mind. I love how you think you inspire me every single day. Thank you so much.
1: You're welcome. Solid. Cool. Okay. Okay.
0: I gotta say, my heart is so full right now. And I am so, so proud of my son. And proud of myself, shit. Because I I love the way that his mind works. I love the way that he thinks so critically about things. And that he is not afraid to take the seat of the alternative way of thinking. Like, if everybody else is going right, my son is the one to go left. And he brought up so many things from what it means when you start tinkering with the laws of the land and racial, you know, tensions when it comes to politics and even generational differences when it comes to the way that a Gen Z teenager approaches changing the world versus a Gen X adult approach to changing the world and he touched on so many different things and even was dealing with the cold but still lent his voice to this episode so I am so grateful thank you thank you thank you Seth I love you you are definitely my number one inspiration and my number one why for the reason why I do what I do. If you haven 't already, you can definitely follow Seth the Kid Alexander at the kid underscore on Instagram. Let me double check that. If you want to follow him, I will make sure that you get the right information. I can probably include something in the notes for this podcast so you know how to find him. Otherwise, you can always find him through me at KeyRay underscore on Instagram. He's also on SoundCloud. This boy, this young man, this amazing human being is going to do and is already doing so many great things. So be sure to look out for him again. Thank you, son. I appreciate you for the time. I love you so much. you. <music>